All right, everyone. How you doing? I am Sergio from the Doctoral Podcast, and here with me, I have the cast and crew of the Neutral Zone Podcast uh, in the UK. So, starting first, we have Catherine Thomas. Ah, yeah, I'll Yeah, so I'm Catherine Thomas. You might remember I, Sergio, very kindly had me on to talk about coaching. God, like really, a few months ago now, and I am a panelist and do the Instagram account for the Neutral Zone. And next panel, uh, next member of the, the panel, we have Sam Ward. Yeah, so I'm Sam Ward, play for Nottingham Sheriffs in the UK. And yeah, I guess founder and editor for Neutral Zone podcast <laughs> in the UK. Uh, you edit, I edit, so you already know how tedious I could be sometimes. So I feel your pain, brother. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have uh, Jordan Taylor. Uh, yeah, hi guys. Um, I'm Jordan, play for Nottingham Sheriffs, uh, also coach for them this season, um, and I'm one of the panelists of the Neutral Zone. And apparently the jokester of the panelists. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I try, <laughs> I try. Yeah, you, you keep the laughs going when they need be. Uh, and last but not least, uh, he was featured on the Wadpod earlier this year, but now he'll be featured here, um, representing his crew. Uh, Dave? Hi, yeah, uh, I'm Dave Prestage. Yeah, as you said, I was on the Wad Pod. Um, yeah, happy to be here today. Thanks for having having me on. Um, yeah, part of one of the panelists for the Neutral Zone. So I wanted to talk to the audience a little bit before I let them share their story. Um, obviously, the pandemic has been rough, and I know it's been, it, for me, it's kind of like annoying talking about it. But I discovered the Neutral Zone sort of by accident. Uh, it just posted um posted an episode or two might have been their first might have been the third but i just realized like okay there's other podcasts out there i mean early a couple months ago i had um the catch me if you can uh panel from france and it's starting to you know despite the you know pandemic taking away dodgeball podcasts regardless of where you're from have kept it going so i want to talk to i guess you guys uh, as to the origins of it um who came up with the idea what's been the biggest challenges you guys face and where you like to see it go. And also plug your podcast here. Lots of people know where you are. So um, I, I guess this, this question could go to anyone. Um, are you guys all within the same like city province? Yeah. So we're all um, yeah, in arms for um, Nottingham Sheriffs this season and happened to last uh like three or four so they all of us went to uni in nottingham despite all kind of coming from all four corners of the uk really and <laughs> yeah i think we've all just collectively liked it and liked the people so we've been playing for sheriffs more or less ever since and so yeah like as life would have it we kind of all just yeah all just kind of stuck around i mean we shared two houses across the across the four of us so you know we're, yeah, not getting rid of us that easily, I don't think. <laughs> so I imagine you guys, I mean, you guys come from, you know, everywhere. You guys went to uni together. You guys essentially play together. And you guys record together. Um, you guys aren't going to break up anytime soon. You guys kind of have this, like, Mighty Ducks kind of feel to it. It sounds kind of cheesy to say, but it feels like you all come from a diverse background. I already know Catherine spoke with her uh couple months ago, as you mentioned, 
Um, but you guys kind of have this like Mighty Ducks kind of feel. So uh, how long have you all known each other? And we'll start with Catherine. I was going to say, um, I think John and Dave must hold the record as longest running internal friendship. Friendship is a bit is a bit strong. I'm 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 fond of his girlfriend Sophia. That's about it. Uh, but yeah, no. Dave and I have known each other for about eight years now. Um, oh. I, I joined I joined dodgeball in my second year of uni, so 2013. Um, and I knew um, of Catherine and Sam about a year later when. Um, we all went on what was uh, our sports tour. Um, so Nottingham Trent University and University of Nottingham, all the sports societies went to Lorette de Mar in Spain for essentially just five days of sport and drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I first met Catherine and Sam in a sports hall in the middle of Spain somewhere, um, about four sangrias deep. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I met them slight I met them slightly later because I was too hungover to go to the sports hall. <laughs> so okay. I met them about twelve twelve hours later on a beach. <laughs> oh god. The, the best bit about that being actually Sam didn't even play dodgeball at that point. So no, I was just there by happenstance. So that I oh I <laughs> try not to tell this story very often. That's actually where me and Sam met. <laughs> that, like, so Lorette Demar or Regret Demar, as it has since been rebranded. Regret Demar. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that maybe I've met. So, but in Nottingham, it's a relatively small city, but there's two universities. So Dave and Jordan were at one, and I was at the other. As was Sam. Like, not that I knew it at the time. Um, but they both have long established dodgeball clubs and both dodgeball clubs go back forever. So I'd like probably been in the same sports hall as Dave and Jordan and sort of like knew them by sight by the time everyone went on tour. And then at the few moments where they were sober enough to recognize anyone, I did bump into them while we were in Spain. Yeah. And then Sam and I famously met holding up a mutual friend outside a nightclub um, and got together and Sam started playing dodgeball the year after. And then ever since then, sort of, we've all tangentially, so Sheriff's is basically fed quite heavily, or at least used to be by the two university teams. So we all started training at Sheriff's together. We all knew each other anyway through like University of Nottingham and Trent Dodgeball. And yeah, it's just basically been impossible to get away from any of them <laughs> <laughs> for the last like seven years. But you guys even tried to abscond to Leicester for a year and... I went to no. Manchester yeah. for a year to get rid of you and you all just begged me to come back <laughs> so much. You all returned to me eventually. <clears throat> oh, Basically, long and sad story of all of us trying to escape Jordan, but we just keep coming back. <laughs> I am just that charismatic. What can I say? <laughs> he is inevitable. <laughs> he, yeah, I was about to say, he's like Thanos. He is inevitable. Um, and uh, so you guys all met in Spain and we're got Del Mar, I guess. Um, four sangrias deep, huh? Really? Oh, the rest go oh, on. Yeah, Any anything they had behind the bar, I think. <laughs> and and who's the one that who's the one that said they had a hangover? Oh, that was definitely me. 
Oh, yeah. I thought the British don't get hangovers. He made the mistake of stopping drinking, so yeah, the I decided to, was able to catch up with him. I decided see. to stop. Okay, you see, yeah. It, it, it let some blood into my alcohol system, and that was my mistake. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, you pretty much dispelled that myth right away. Yes, the British can get hangovers. Um, <laughs> don't, don't let their uh, reputation precede them too far. Uh, so you guys obviously can't get away from each other, as clearly evident. Um, who, uh, who came up with the idea of just talking dodgeball with with the group in front of me right here? Who, who came up with that idea? I mean, I think, it, well, we habitually did it anyway, of just living our lives a bit too much around dodgeball. But I think, like, I think it was when we were making decisions about um, going to New York for the World Cup. And because... Um, Dave and Jordan were both going to be over there playing and Catherine was going to be there spectating and I didn't go in the end, but thought it'd be quite a good, um, we thought it'd be quite, quite good as like a, we, if it ended up getting, getting off the ground, then we can make it into like a regular thing. But otherwise if it ended up being like a one-off special for a, you know, one of not very many world cups in cloth that had kind of ever been run really. No, we thought, We'll give it a go and see how see how it turns out. Really, so I think that was the kind of catalyst for all of it. Probably also me just having severe FOMO of just watching it, watching it all on some really terrible Facebook live streams from the various countries and stuff like that. <laughs> just thinking, I'd, I'd love to have had a first a first hand account of what it was all like, and I'm sure a lot of the other British British dodgeball community would have liked to have been. Given that I think we had four of our five constituent home nations who were there. So I think mean, there was there's probably quite a lot of vested interest in the wider UK public. So it felt like uh, wider UK sort of dodgeball community. So I think mean, that that was kind of the catalyst that kicked it all off, really. All right. So you said it was just a lot of um, FOMO of missing out on the World Cup in New York. Yeah, I think like for for me for me as someone who is um, stuck on the other side of the Atlantic, I think that was kind of what prompted me to do it. But I think you know Dave Jordan and Catherine are sort of fairly well-known and mostly well-liked um, <laughs> members of the community. And I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of people value what you guys have to say. So um, it became quite a good, um, you know, it ended up being quite a good mix of stuff when we ended up talking about the World Cup, just because there were, um, you kind of had a, Catherine as a spectator's viewpoint in the venue, which I think ended up not reflecting particularly well on the WDA, but that's kind of another story in itself. And then <laughs> uh, Dave, and, Dave and George as kind of as kind of players of all what it was all like, what it what it kind of meant to them and how their respective countries did and all that stuff was, you know, quite an interesting sort of blend of blend of stuff to talk about really. I still Man. haven't gotten over playing on a concrete floor. You played. <laughs> Ter- yeah, yeah. Terrible I, surface. I, I, Played for um for England men, um and Dave played for Republic of Ireland's men. Um yeah, the the concrete floor at the Hulu Theatre was was an experience. <laughs> yeah, um you're you're not lying. Uh, I I didn't play there, but I I played on concrete, and uh, there's a part of me that hates myself every time after the fact, but beside <laughs> the point. Um, so Sam, how how did you decide on the panel that you have? right here as far as like having a consistent um group to talk about dodgeball and recording with how did that come about 
Um, to be honest, like I think that, well, I kind of bullied, bullied Catherine into getting involved anyway, and <laughs> she, 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 she owed me, she owed me a favour. Yeah, um, I'm here anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah, like like I kind of said, the um, with with David Jordan, I think being two of not very many of the sheriff's crew who were who were going over to New York it ended up I think that was that was kind of what fueled it for me I think like in the back of my mind I thought I didn't really want more than more than four people on a panel felt pretty you know cumbersome and you know probably end up having people talking over each other which you know on, on a good episode still kind of happens which is like quite a healthy balance <laughs> to get um, but yeah, I think that we, you know, we all kind of vibe as a friendship group because we've known each other for for a few too many years. So it's, you know, we've, it hasn't been broke, so we haven't fixed it really. <laughs> so Catherine, you, you felt bullied into this. I, I, I think that's unfair. Um, I remember <laughs> Sam discussing it. We were driving to a Wales training session. Um, and he just sort of mentioned it like out of the blue, like, oh, do you think this would be good? And um, as the boys at the test, you're never really shy about more opportunities to talk. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it just, and yeah, we all spend too much of our time thinking, talking, playing, coaching, dodgeball. And yeah, it's it, with him. Um, so the boys probably being a bit um, modest. So Sam's a Welsh international, Jordan England and Dave, previously um, Republic of Ireland. So there were some interesting perspectives there in terms of between us, I was still playing university just about at the time. So we covered quite a big cross section of what's going on in UK dodgeball, at least in English UK dodgeball. Mm. So yeah, we all got on. It was a good laugh, a nice opportunity to chat to everyone and seemed like a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It definitely is. And someone from stateside covering UK events. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's it's kind of like, it kind of mirrors what I do. Only I try to do that, not just in the UK. I try to do that for Ireland and other countries as well. Um, you all have international experience, which is something like, you know, Catherine pointed out that kind of like blew my mind. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, these guys do have an interesting perspective on things. So I guess we can go around. Uh, I want to ask, each one of you guys, what have what have been your favorite topics to discuss? Um, and we'll start with uh, Dave. Yeah, I always really enjoy the the kind of preseason stuff. So before before kind of the balls are thrown at league, I, I really enjoy looking at that because it's that's the one point in the season where you you don't know. It's all so hypothetical and it's so kind of exciting. You don't know what's going to happen yet, and. In the last couple of years in the UK, the, the competitiveness of each of the leagues has risen so highly, especially in what, you know, on paper is the, the lower leagues um, with new clubs popping up here and there. And, and obviously university players graduating and going back to their hometowns and things like that. It's it's so competitive. So every year we try to do a, um, you know, who do we think will be, say, the winners and top, I don't know, three or four of each league and things like that. And every year we're usually quite wrong, um, <laughs> which which is kind of, kind of nice. But uh, I like the anticipation of it. Um, so I, I'd say the the kind of the early bits as well. What about you, Jordan? 
Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty similar to Dave. I like discussing the the preseason sort of build up to to the league starting. Um, our, our predictions of sort of league standings, teams to watch out for, um, interesting player movements. Um, so those that have sort of transferred between clubs in in this sort of downtime that we've had. Um, and yeah, um, for me, it's, it's particularly exciting as well as the the, the halfway point. Um, so essentially how our leagues work is that there will be a halfway point that you've played every team once because you will, you will play each team in your, in your league sort of twice it's between, I think it's between now and May. Um, so that halfway point, see who's played each other, where the scores and everything are. It's just a, a really exciting moment to see, see how on track our predictions are and any sort of outstanding performances for the season. I think that for me, it's, it's. I like the midway point, if anything. Hey, Sam, uh, you're up. Uh, what's been your favourite topic to discuss? I think I think ordinarily I'd probably agree with Dave in that um, having the kind of pre-season, pre-season butterflies almost of, of anticipation has been has been quite good. From, from a kind of podcasting perspective, it's been quite awkward this time around just because we know so little about how much has changed in the last like couple of years since we were competing properly. So I think... I found, I think I'll I'll probably find a really nice happy medium, kind of as Jordan was alluding to. Once we've got a few fixtures under our belt, and you know there might be one or two like shock results on paper, or um, like a few dark horses that are kind of coming out of the woodwork in each of the leagues and stuff like that. Because you know we we try and review all all four of the men's leagues and both of the women's leagues in the in. England, there's not even including the, the Scottish and Northern Irish leagues. So as a result, we kind of don't go into probably enough detail as some of the teams probably warrant. So I think once there once there's there, there's a kind of structure of a league table that kind of that's kind of like a third of the way through the, the league is when it gets really interesting, I think for me. <laughs> uh, Catherine? So I have to pick an answer that no one said yet um, in order to be interesting. But it's generally true, and I think it's become sort of a bit of a joke, but um, obviously being the woman on the panel, um, it's always great for me to talk about what's going on in the Women's League, and that's sort of one of the only reasons I I think it's so important that we always mention, like, the Women's Super League and the Men's Super League, like, in the same breath, because I'm sure it's the same over in the US with you guys, but female recruitment does lag behind male recruitment for dodgeball in the UK massively. So... Although I don't, I'm not sort of I'm not naive enough to think that many people who don't play dodgeball like most waking minutes listen to our podcast. <laughs> um, like it's not exactly like entry level friendly, but I think it's really important to shout out um, the standard of female dodgeball in the UK and sort of elsewhere when we get the chance. And then equally, we do try really hard, as Sam said, to pick up like the university leagues, the other the leagues in the other home nations, if and when we can. Like we normally do them as more of like a one-off special because, like ultimately, we've all got full-time jobs, <laughs> so <laughs> we can't just cover dodgeball twenty-four-seven. And um, but of no, course. I always, while it's great to follow along with the main national leagues and that's sort of the central theme of the podcast, I enjoy the bits we do around the edges because we've got lots of friends all over the place so often we can go and sort of catch up with someone off off air and be like right okay so what cool happened at like at uni league south this weekend like is there anything we should know and yeah that those bits can be good fun as well uh well yeah i could say that 
at least um, at least stateside female recruitment is also a priority. Um, living in LA, that's not really an issue because, or well, it could be better. Uh, but like a lot of uh, the women you would see on Team USA play out here anyway in in Los Angeles. Um, I'd even go as far as to say that um, we have more women playing in Los Angeles than pretty much anywhere else in the country. So I think there's something we're doing that everyone else is kind of picking up on, at least stateside. Um, And yeah, you you did kind of touch on something. Yeah, you can only do so much as far as covering uh, dodgeball wherever you can. Um, We all have full-time jobs. I know I do, even though I do interviews either early in the morning or late at night. <laughs> torture myself to produce good content. Um, now I'm going to ask something really, really spicy for you guys. And um, we're going to do this uh, snake order. So I'm going to ask, starting with Catherine, what's the one topic you want to talk about on the neutral zone that you haven't yet? Oh, okay. That's quite good. One. I was going to say, it's going to a point now, which is going to be like, write this down. So. Um, <laughs> what do I talk about? Oh, I could throw a real hand grenade in there. We probably should talk about more foam, you know. <laughs> yes, join the dark side. Um, so you, you, you want to talk about foam more often? I think it's, um, I mean, I've got a vested interest in that I have actually played a bit of foam um, with the GB squad. So personally, I'm trying to learn a lot about it as we go. But we do have a teeny, teeny, tiny, like emerging foam scene if you will in the uk like british dodgeball is trying quite hard to give the people who are interested the opportunity to compete like as we know like you're coming over in february i should be there as well really excited for that meet um and let's just say it's a contentious issue in the uk at the minute and i think it's important to talk about Ooh, okay um all right what about you sam thank I think I think that's a good point. I think that um, I'm like, I'm not I'm not an advocate of a player of the game just because I'm terrible at it. Um, but that's a me problem. But I guess like for me, I think that we, you know, we we are a podcast that are contained almost exclusively on Super League players, and I think as a result that a lot of a lot of kind of the stuff that happens elsewhere falls by the wayside kind of as you kind of as you said you can't you can't really cover every cover every single base all of the time and as a result we kind of can't, kind of naturally cover all the bases that are closer to home for us i suppose yeah. um so i think like for a lot of the people we talk to in the community are in a kind of similar bubble but and i think that means that they you know the the they kind of get the cut of our jib a lot of the time but for a university student, for instance, who's like just gets added onto the British Dodgeball community Facebook page or whatever, sees me post the latest episode and then realizes actually I have no idea who any of these people are that you guys are talking about. I think there's there's something to be said in terms of trying to reach out to that kind of the slightly less established dodgeballer just to try and well, I guess potentially to get them as sad as we are in terms of the amount of t- our lives we dedicate to it. Mm. And what about you, Jordan? Uh, it's a bit of a weird one for me. Um, I think for me, I think we, I think it's about time we um, brought up the topic of LGBTQIA plus representation in the sport. 
um, be that sort of the inclusivity of the sport, um, what sort of our players, our clubs, British dodgeball as a whole are doing to to sort of foster representation in dodgeball and essentially make it an environment that no matter your identity, you are comfortable with. Um, it's something that we sort of, it's mentioned every now and then sort of as Pride Month comes around and stuff like that. But as a whole, it's not really, it's never really mentioned outside of Pride Month, if I'm honest. <laughs> and I think mm. um, as as sort of, as a governing body and as clubs ourselves, I think we can, we can and should be doing more to, to increase the, to increase the inclusivity of the sport. Well said. Um, and last but not least, uh, Dave. Yeah, I think f- for me, um, I think for the most part, I enjoy what we cover. Obviously, I, I agree with Jordan on there as well, and obviously, I, in the wider sense as well. Um, I think I think for me, just kind of simply either do something like this, like maybe have a guest on, like Sam mentioned about the Irish leagues and things like that. We don't get to cover as much. You know, maybe do a special with a couple of people from there, even if it means the four of us don't, don't say too much. Um, or do like a like a full blown kind of Q and A. Just let people go in in the in the DMs and see what they come up with, and see if we can we can make something work off there uh, together. <laughs> kind of put them together first. Uh, I can imagine it'd be a bit of a nightmare, but it could also be fun. Who knows? You never know what you're going to get asked, do you? So yeah, you're not wrong. I was actually going to suggest maybe doing something like that, where you guys don't really have any topics at all. Um, but you just like post uh, either on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever, uh, Catherine, looking at you, um, just like ask us anything and we'll answer as many as we can kind of thing for an episode. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some people who want to ask you guys questions either individually or as a group, you know, whether it be funny, maybe a little controversial, maybe a little spicy, but just whatever, you know, you don't know what you'll get until you cast your net, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, we um, we certainly, the moment victims of very slowly getting back into because we're so based around what happens at National League we only tend to record when National League is happening so as you said about the pandemic at the beginning we're only just picking up again and it's so funny that you mentioned reaching out on Instagram because Sam and I like Sam and I like are together we live together so obviously we talk about it a little bit more than Dave and Jordan do so I put like a poll up like three months ago when we thought we were going to do a recording being like what do people want to hear about and then we forgot to do the recording. And then I'm also really bad at Instagram. So I lost all the responses. Oh. <laughs> no, no, even better. So then literally like a grandma at Christmas, we all sat down for dinner and we did the most recent recording. And I was just like, Jordan, like, how do I get them back? <laughs> so we were, yeah, we found them all in the end. But bless people, like, we are really lucky in that the community does engage with us, which is really great. But bless, there were so many comments which were like, what do you think is going to happen at the Nottingham Open? And we like looked at our watch, just like, that was two months ago. Might have to leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> so, so I completely agree. And it's something that, especially as the person with the Instagram account, <laughs> I, need, I need to get better at slash me and Sam need to coordinate better in that I actually should put it out like 48 hours before we record or something like that so that it's a bit more relevant. And I also haven't managed to lose it in the interviewing period. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I think I saw that on Instagram. 
two or three months ago. Lot, you asked a lot of questions, and then I think oh, a fair bit of it. Um, sorry, it was John who asked loads of questions. You did ask a question or two, but then a lot of it um, fell foul of the edit because we didn't. We were still warming up when we answered them, so it just wasn't our best executed thing ever. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it was fair to say we were rusty at the time when we you know, dust, dusted off the mic and just looked at all of those questions that were either of um, either of things that had happened months ago or saying <laughs> what did happen at League, which was essentially going to be the next hour of what we were talking about anyway. So I think probably not, probably a bit, it ended up being quite a savage edit of that part. But yeah, I think it's, it's one where like every time we put out questions on anything like people have been quite receptive to doing that even like there was one where um i think aiden woodall asked me to do one for gb when it first got off the ground with john and jeff when they were gonna when they were gonna run it um and you know like that came quite a good opportunity because there were just sort of quite a lot of unknowns in the wider british just dodgeball community about what that was going to entail and stuff like that so like yeah, I think whenever we've whenever we've kind of engaged with the general pub, when the, with the dodgeball public, it's definitely engaged back. I think it's fair to say. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, the dodgeball public, or yeah, dodgeball public. I, yeah, that, that's a word, Sergio. Um, <laughs> they uh, they they generally like uh, content, um, whether it be podcasts, YouTube channels. Uh, I find with uh, the dodgeball podcast, anytime I post, you know, hey, I have this guest on. I, it, it it always gets you know flooded with you know questions or funny comments or inside jokes for the person to answer to. So because um, my my uh, I, I guess you guys know uh, my con my content is more interview based. I've done some recaps. Um, I know I covered the Midland Mixed Open, the Foam. Um, I've done some special interviews where I've had uh, university students represent their university as and overall explain why um, they should choose that university over this one kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, you, the, generally the public will, um, it, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. I don't know if you guys ever saw Field of Dreams, but uh, that's a reference. What uh, a film. Huh? What a great film. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. But yes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the more you work on that Instagram game, the more they, you know, they'll come to you. So I promise you that it'll it'll pay off in dividends. Um, so I kind of blinked on my next one. Oh, okay. Um, how often do you guys uh, record together? Would be would be a good definition. I think. I think we. Yeah, I think especially the last couple of years when there's not been much to talk about it's been yeah it's, it's been pretty thin on the ground really um yeah i think it's one sort of personal personal aim which i mentioned to the, the other guys when we recorded last of um trying to do a recap after every league would be quite a bit of a leviathan task when the the meets become pretty congested in january but um just to kind of give some sort of ongoing ongoing commentary over the season and like you can look at it kind of we kind of meet to meet in pick out some interesting fixtures to kind of look at and stuff like that um so i think aiming to make it a bit more regular would be would be fair but 
yeah, as we kind of said, life often gets in the way with these kind of things. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see how often we can do it, really. <laughs> of course. Um, geez. Uh, now I'm going to ask you guys something fun. And uh, I guess we could start with, uh, we'll start with Dave for this one. Um, outside of the podcast you're currently working on, uh, are there any other podcasts you, you listen to or draw inspiration from? Um. I, I listen to there's a company in the UK called um, called What Culture, who do everything from films, Star Wars, like yep. the comics, wrestling. I'm familiar really, with them. Really bringing out, I can really making myself sound cool here. Um, <laughs> but but I really love the way they they kind of format and do everything. I, I got onto them via YouTube, and then because I now kind of walk and stuff to work, Spotify's become my best friend. So listen to them on there a little bit. Um, I think they're really good. And uh, there's a more of a football slash soccer one, the the Guardian Football Weekly. They're they're quite a big newspaper over here in online presence, and they've mm-hmm. got a very good kind of football section on there, uh, with a lot of kind of top tier journalists. They're the two that I listen to uh, the most, and then you know of course there's also yours, where we draw inspiration from. So oh, never gonna get that in. Oh man, uh, you're trying to get me teary eyed. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Probably get myself books on at one point. <laughs> Wait, what's up? Trying to get myself booked as a guest one day. Oh, for sure. I mean, season five still still going to go, so we'll work that out for sure. Uh, Jordan? Um, for me, it's only there's only really two that I, I listen to quite regularly, um, and they, they, they have nothing to do with, with Dodgeball. Um, one Good is the, the Office Ladies podcast, um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, obviously, because I am a huge Office fan. Um, and it's just really nice to hear them talk about the show that I've watched too many times. Um, <laughs> and the other is um, the Friendship Onion. Uh, Dominic Monaghan does it. Uh, basically, he looks um, he looks back on all like his time during Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Um, just because again, I'm I think I'm equally a big as big of a fan as of Lord of the Rings as, as the Office. Um, <laughs> But yeah, wow. they're, they're the only two sort of that I found at the moment. Um, but they, they're just a good listen. Okay, I gotta ask: Are you are you a big fan of the UK Office or the one we uh, have here the in the States? As as a Brit, the UK Office is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I am going. Wow. I am. I am putting that out there for the world to hear. The UK Office is trash. I mean, I prefer the American one, like you. I wouldn't call it trash. No, there. No, no, no. Wow. It's so harsh, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and I and I'm also putting it out there that I'm not particularly fond of Jim and Pam. Just also putting that one out there. They are really, really mean <laughs> for no reason. I thought that's why you'd like them. <laughs> Maybe I see them as competition. Wow. Um, someone threw a grenade in there. this episode, uh, <laughs> so we could timestamp it. At the 30-minute mark, <laughs> Jordan laid a bomb. He is no longer allowed to walk outside in the UK. Uh, what about you, Catherine? So I'm, um, in terms of, like, podcasts and stuff, way, like, going way back since I was a kid, I've always listened to audiobooks because I'm super cool. Um, <laughs> but, so, but, it, but it means that in terms of, like, I'm very bad at, like, waiting for things to come out every week. I tend to binge listen to things. So 
my favorite thing to listen to is normally like sort of investigative journalism type stuff. Oh. So, oh, if BBC Sounds, um, The Missing Crypto Queen, if any of you haven't listened to that, that is A star. And then I have an Audible subscription because I am an anorak. Um, so there's a lot, I would listen to a really interesting one about them. Um, it's called Finding Q, where it's about all about the QAnon conspiracy and right. like just how absolutely mad all of that is. So preferably for me, I find a podcast series where it's either already finished for the season or it's already completed. And I literally just sit at work and listen to like six hours in a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I quite like sort of investigative journalism so it'll be like explainy things if you see what I mean. No, no, no that, that that makes sense. And audiobooks do count. I don't care what anyone says. That's going to be my controversial comment. Audiobooks count as podcasts. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sam? I would say just podcasts are one very very long. Um, audiobooks are one very very long episode of a podcast. I think <laughs> for me, um, so I think I've got two main ones. I think. Um, there's there's the football ramble, which is a um, which is again a kind of um, Premier League or in, uh, UK soccer sort of um, podcast, which I think like listen to it back. I think all of my favorite ones seem to have four um, panelists. So there you go. That explains that kind of explains a lot about <laughs> the origins of this one. Um, that's that's probably the one I listen to most. Um, there's also um, a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish, which is done by, um, I don't know if you watch QI, um, but it's just basically like a sort of, you know, interesting facts type thing. So that's a podcast that's done by the people who do all the research behind that. So it's just basically half an hour of just people spurting out like little little tidbits and interesting facts for, um, for everyone to listen to. So yeah, another, yeah, and Catherine's very, much, very rightly pointing out another one with four people on it. So... That explains a lot. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm still I, I I'm still kind of blown away by the shrapnel that Jordan dropped earlier. But that's beside the point. <laughs> um, you guys are gonna have to you know maybe do some crowdfunding for some protection detail because uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm not I'm just gonna say it. Um, kind of piggyback off of what he mentioned earlier. I, I have never seen a single episode of either version of The Office. But I also know that I know a lot of people who are fanatics one way or the other. I, I think that bombshell is kind of worse than mine, not going to lie. Okay, first off, I didn't say the British one was trash ever. I just said I haven't seen either. It, it's one thing that, you know, to, to say I haven't seen either, to have an opinion on it. You just straight out said it was trash. <laughs> Ricky Gervais is great as usual. He's, he's brilliant and everything. But I just want one. <laughs> You know, once once you've watched Michael Scott enough, no one else can compare. I mean, just to weigh in, neither Sam or I have ever seen an episode of either of us either. Okay. Yeah, you realise seen... that Jordan has access to you here, don't you? This this podcast is just full of heartbreak. <laughs> Ouch. That's not what I expected the tagline to be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's I'm pretty sure I'm, I can get away with the fact that I said... I don't, or I have not seen either episode or either version at all, but I'm not going to sit here and say one is trash, knowing very well, <laughs> the, knowing, knowing very well half the people are going to ca- come after me and I might as well change my name to John Wick because I got to defend myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
by the time this episode airs on Wednesday, protection detail will be applied. Just letting you know, J uh, Jordan. Um, <laughs> uh, it clearly, living up to the jokester moniker, because I can't even tell if you're serious or not. That was just either you dropped the biggest joke or the biggest truth. No, he means it. I, I, I've watched him watch the US office. Uh, we've lived together nearly a year and he's watched it twice through already. Um, he means it. He means it. Yeah, yeah you see, you were better it. off just letting that go. <laughs> you let that go, brother. Because oh, now no, no, no. Dave has a chance to throw me under any bus. He is there. It's, <laughs> it's what the eight years of friendship does to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It, it, friends like this who needs enemies, huh? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask um, each of you guys something. And um, I've listened to, I want to say, the last four episodes. Have you guys ever thought about interviewing people? Like, Because the way I do interviews, it's one-on-one, -on -one, unless uh, I'm interviewing yeah, we couples. Did, um, we floated it around, actually, last recording session. Um, we've got our league starting in just under two weeks. Um, and we were sort of floating around the idea of post-match interviews with some of the players. Oh. Um, yeah, just um, just to really get, like, other people's views on on how they, how sort of their matches went, any sort of matches they're looking forward to, uh, and just really so it's not the same four of us constantly talking into people's ears. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> just in the back of that, so, I, I mean, I'll let Sam come in after this, but I... Sam kind of dabbled a little bit already, didn't you? With some like those German player and other things like that, and Tim and everyone. Yeah, I tried doing it after the last couple of Euros pods, um, which I think like my target, I guess the target audience of that was a bit smaller anyway, because you know it's it goes back to like your your kind of layman dodgeball who doesn't really didn't really pay too much attention to what happened in the European Championships, doesn't really care about what one of the Czech Republic guys thought about their chances and stuff like that. I can kind of understand that. Um, which I think was like me as a kind of with someone with European like views and experience found pretty interesting anyway. Um, I guess like more domestically, I guess we found we've I've certainly found it when we record the four of us, recording it in person makes for an awful lot better vibe and sort of general flow of dialogue, I guess. Um, you know, not to sort of cast aspersions around doing it over Zoom here for obvious reasons, but <laughs> um, like I think that we used we used to do it over over Discord as a kind of similar effect to to this one, and it was it was okay. It just didn't feel much like a kind of conversation um, type thing. Listening back to it, it felt kind of a little staccato and stop start and all that stuff. Mm. Um, which I think I potentially slight, worry slightly about if we do sort of virtual interviewing. I mean, maybe with everyone having a couple of years of Zoom calls experience under their belt, then maybe it would be a slightly different story if we tried it now. Um, mm. Yeah, like, like Jordan kind of said, I'd be quite interested to hear what people think kind of hot off the press, I suppose, if we took, if we took, the, took our phones to league and just sort of said, you know, do you fancy a kind of three minute tidbit about what your what your thoughts and what your thoughts are who you got who you're playing today, what are your chances what do you what you're expecting from today, all that kind of stuff. I think that can make quite interesting stuff. I think as well it's probably fair to say that the planning element of the recordings is 
basically boils down to whose house we're meeting at and do you want to eat? Um, <laughs> so, because I, especially like, because we're all also, we don't not only coach at Sheriff's, we're all committee members at Sheriff's. So dodgeball admin is already quite a big part of our lives. So I think, especially with the pandemic, sort of knocking everyone out of their stride, we could probably actually sit, this has been a really nice opportunity to actually all, all of us talk about recording without actually being doing a recording at the time mm. so i think probably what we need to do is just actually sit down for half an hour one day and be like actually what do you want to do like and as you say like if we all took our phones to leave we could all go off and get two interviews each that's eight interviews to have on so i think as we all are as we sort of restart real life it's a really good opportunity now we've decided we want to keep doing it to yeah diversify it a bit get some new voices on try things just because like we've got the four of us chatting down to something that vaguely resembles conversation so yeah why not try a few new things as well uh i can say because i obviously i'm more experienced on zoom than i am on discord discord just seems foreign to me and i'm a video gamer of all things i should probably pick that up real quickly um i can say having numerous zoom calls experiences i feel like zoom probably would be smoother uh, but then again, I haven't tried Discord either, so who knows? Um, plus, it's easier to extract the audio file from it anyway. Uh, recording with your phones, um, and this is just my sound engineering and sort of common sense thing coming in. Uh, it can be kind of tricky uh, because depending on your model, depending on the acoustics of the building, how far you are relative to the courts, and whether they're playing or not, um, you might actually pick up more background noise than you would pick up, say, whatever you're talking about. So unless you can kind of, you know, the, between the four of you grab two, two people each and interview them in hallways, that might be your best bet. Um, but then your only other obstacle will probably be just someone randomly walking by or someone with a, you know, or a, a machine going off for no apparent reason, just stuff like that. Just trying to like give you guys a little like ideas, because this is actually what <laughs> this is actually what uh, I know it happened with me. I know it happened with my other host Steve, um, where we interviewed people in uh, in like gyms and everything. And uh, you can hear us pretty clearly, but you can also hear like the pounding of the rubber balls and stuff like that in the background. So um, that should be your next thing. Get get the UK on the rubber scene. Um, <laughs> What was that? Enough. Rubber just like we're having a bad enough time selling foam over here, mate. And rubber <laughs> is <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah, just just join the dark side. Just join. The, I'm not asking you to, to use our metric system. I'm asking you to just you know try our dodgeball. <laughs> I no, think can. Go on, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking. I think. I think. Um. What a lot of us, us Brits will have is just um, PTSD from school. Um, when we used to play dodgeball for fun in schools, they were they tended to be like these weird rubber volleyball type things <laughs> that were awful. Oh, my school did it with basketballs. Uh, that, say, that kind yeah. of basketballs. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, those. Um, that that makes sense for crew, really, doesn't it? <laughs> 
So I want to ask you guys, um, while you guys have, I mean, granted, you haven't recorded as much, obviously, because pandemic, whatever. I mean, that's already been established. But what has been your favorite moment as a panel? Uh, and I'll start with Sam. As a panel, while recording um, any episode. There's an awful lot of just sort of like contagious laughter that kind of like, you know, doesn't doesn't transmit well as an audio feature. But um, I think if you listen to the most recent pods, you'll realize that the the ending or my kind of sign off sounds very different to everything else. And the reason for that is because every time I kept trying to sign off the podcast, I think it was Dave's t- stomach kept rumbling. And so John and Catherine were just in fits of laughter every time I tried doing it. So that's one that's very... <laughs> That's one that's very fresh in my mind. And I'm sure there's countless other examples of us trying to make good content and just all of us kind of falling over each other laughing. But that's one that's very, very hot off the press and very fresh in my mind. What about you, Catherine? Yeah, I think generally, I really enjoy, I really enjoy recording with all the guys, but I think me and Jordan are like Sam and Dave's worst nightmare. Because <laughs> when, when we used to record over Discord, like what what was going on with your phone jordan because sometimes it genuinely sounded like he was dialing in from <laughs> mars like yeah yeah it was it awful like stuck down a well like somewhere in like the <laughs> beyond so you just be like me and dave and sam would do like especially because we're really new so a lot of it was quite like stilted and we didn't really know what we were saying we'd get like a bit of decent dialogue and just be john like oh i think that's all <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect rendition is how it was as well. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. That, yeah. But then these days, it last few times we've recorded in person, like for some reason me and Jordan have been sat opposite each other, which is just terrible because every time we catch each other's eye, one of us just starts like silently wetting themselves laughing. And then <laughs> obviously the other two are like carrying the podcast, like absolute heroes. And eventually we just have to stop because one of us will like choke on our own spit or something. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's also another issue, I, I, I guess, with Discord, um, especially on your phone. Uh, I would always invest in like, well, right now I'm using a, like a studio mic, but, you know, you, you kind of learn with, with time, like, it's better to record on a laptop than on your phone, um, unless you have like a, like a gamer headset attached to it. So just a little food for thought there. All right, uh, Jordan. Um, yeah, I, th- I think for me, I think it's just the the, the ease of banter that we have, um, like how naturally the conversation just flows uh, between the group um, and just the ease of sort of transition from one topic to the next. Um, it genuinely just, just feel like a lot of the time we are just sat around sort of having a chat about the sport and it just flows so, so well that we never really, I know this sounds really we don't have to put overly much effort into what we're talking about because it's just flowing so easily and so naturally. Yeah, no, no, that, that makes sense. A lot of times when I do my interviews, um, it, I have a formula that I like to follow, but a lot of times like I'm good friends with say Amy Jones or Elisa or Hannah or uh, say Straubs. And it was like, even though I have that formula there, I'm not so married to it that I won't like branch out and talk about other stuff as well, you know, and like just kind of show the you know, show the viewer like, yeah, we're really good friends and we can we can go off key if we really want to. Um, 
shower chemistry in audio form, so to speak. And you guys do that pretty well, uh, especially you with the jokes, as you clearly, clearly are on brand today. Um, how about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a mixture of what the guys have said, really. Obviously, we do tend to have like a who can make the worst pun each episode, it feels like. Which I think I took last time with my Duran Duran joke. You, you did, you did. There's a you team did. in the UK called Wessex Wolves and making a joke of Hungry Like the Wolf. I, I found it hilarious. It went down like a lead balloon in the actual room, though. Um, uh, no, I, I, I found it. Well, I heard that. I think that was, I want to say it was the second to last episode that I heard. And um, no, That's the validation I need. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like... Like I'm pretty sure it was like either the most recent one you guys dropped or the one before yeah, the most. Yeah, it was. Um, I but I remember. The one. Okay, so I remember just being like, "That is so cheesy. I hate. I didn't think about it." Dave, you're 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 a madman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, yes, I will. We'll book an episode uh, in a couple of weeks before the season's over. Um, I'm just gonna put that out there right now because that it wasn't just that, but it was. Whatever you guys were talking about, I kind of just not not gonna say forgot about it, but that Duran Duran joke was well played. Not gonna <laughs> lie, if you can get me with a good joke, it, you pretty much have me. It is what it is. Uh, I love to laugh, <laughs> so you could yeah. thank you could thank that little comment for what we'll have in store for the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like Jordan kind of said as well. Like obviously, the puns and the jokes are great because it's it's what we do when we're together, not talking on the podcast. It's it's what it is. Um, but then when we get together, because you you would have found this yourself, you know, when you're at like an actual you know a league day, a tournament day, whatever it is, you and the people around you, you, you just start talking about dodgeball, whether the games that are happening there and then, your own games from the day. Oh, you know, will you be at league? Yeah, you know that team's looking good and all that kind of stuff. So we've just we've just been fortunate enough to move that conversation to the podcast medium. Um, <laughs> so it's good to kind of get a chance to, to just speak our nonsense to a wider audience. Yeah. And, and, and that's the one thing I want that I wanted to touch on a bit. Um, you guys have a the way, I, the way your podcast comes off to me is, yeah, you guys will break things down and give your opinions on what you guys see, what you guys expect. Sometimes you guys are way on spot and sometimes you guys are way off um, based on your own assessments. But you guys have this like natural vibe of conversation where it feels like, you know, it's a, you know, even though for you guys, you guys are in the UK, it's a discussion that, you know, we've had here in the States among a variety of teams. It could be a discussion that's happened in France or in Italy. Like just the fact that you guys have this like, and it kind of also highlights what I always say. Dodgeball is like a bridge. It's like a, uh, a bridge as far as the sports goes where like I'm an American and I somehow mesh well with everyone else, you know, and I speak a little Italian, but I understand where it's like, you know, okay, these guys are having the same kind of conversations that I would have in Wessex or in Southampton or in London or in New York or in Boston or in Los Angeles. Like, what you got what you guys seemingly capture without probably knowing it is that you guys capture the vibe of what it would sound like on any given team on any given sunday or saturday or whatever whatever days you play league you know any given sunday is more of an american reference but that's side the point um so i, I want to say you guys do a really good job with that um i think the more you guys record 
uh, obviously you guys started playing during the summer. The more you guys record, whether it be interviews, recaps, or just funny one-offs or anything like that, I can honestly say you guys will grow exponentially to where people are going to run to you. People are going to run to you to hop on as a special guest or even add to the, you know, trio or quadruple <laughs> uh, panel. Like the more you guys do this, I believe you guys will, will grow exponentially and people will gravitate towards it. Anyone who's ever heard you guys on the pod bean, um, it, you guys give off like a, what I call a home kind of vibe. You guys have this like, it, it's clearly evident that you guys have been friends for a long time and you guys love, hate, love relationship <laughs> kind of. Uh, but yeah, I, I just want to say you guys do a great job with your podcast and anyone who listens to it, uh, it, it might be a little into the weeds as far as like not beginner friendly, but I feel like once you get involved with the sport and once people hear your, your uh, podcast, They'll, they'll, they'll feel like they're in the room with you. And ultimately, I think that's what a podcast should be. Yeah. It's one thing to listen to someone's story, but you guys immerse yourself or you guys provide an immersive experience with your, with your content. And you guys do a lot of good work with it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm kind of ranting, but that's pretty much just everything I got. No, no, keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. I'm loving this. Is, this is nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Really nice to hear. Because I think. Thank I mean, you. we like to think that we, we try and, like, bring our different experiences in and, like, we've been playing a long time, so we try and throw a few bits in there that, like, if you're just starting out, like, here's a few tips or whatever. But the main thing is that I'm so sorry if you just get random clattering in the background. It's our cat. Um, the main point is that, like, uh, yeah, a good podcast does just feel like you just shove in. It's like you're sitting in a cafe, isn't it, and just the table over there is having a having – a, interesting conversation that you get to sort of listen to. So I'm really glad that that translates across. It's really sweet of you to say. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, I mean, granted, you know, you guys are probably drinking tea. I'm drinking coffee with scotch, but that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, you guys have that <laughs> cafe experience, I would say. Like, like I can kind of hear what the other table's going on, what's, what's going on on the other table, but I also feel immersed in it as well. And you guys have that kind of uh, vibe right off the bat. And um, I would say, if anything, I would say, if you guys want to try interview, I don't know how it would sound like if four people interview one person, I feel that'd be a little bit more like an interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you guys were to do player interviews, um, I would say like I do, but then again, it's just me doing the interviews. Um, I think people would like to hear stories of players you guys are close to. So that kind of segues into my next question. Um, should you guys decide to do a interview, granted four against one kind of in, in that sense, who would you like to interview and why? And we'll start with uh, Sam. And this is hypothetical. I'm not, I'm not saying do this or not. Obviously, this is, if you were to interview with your group, who, who would you pick and why? What player not in your group, I should say. Tough. Um, I think, like, for, you know, for the, if, if it was essentially going to be, like, a four-on-one type shenanigans, you probably want someone who's been around for, been around for quite some time and sort of, you know, played, played an awful lot. I'd probably be leaning to probably someone like Brett Koenig as someone like that. 
as just as someone is is someone in the community that you know everyone knows that he's been like top of the game for as long as I can remember type thing. And yeah. you know, to say he's to say he's a personality is an understatement, I think it's fair to say as well. Um but I think he'd I think he'd offer quite a lot of just sort of general intrigue in terms of like what his dodgeball career was like even before I kind of picked up a ball for the first time would be something that's quite interesting. What his experience of England, GB, et cetera, has all been like, as well as, you know, being fighting tooth and nail at top of the Super League for a number of years would be, you know, I think that would draw quite a lot of listenership. What about you, Catherine? So I suppose mine comes from a bit of a different angle and it's it's mainly selfish, but I think um, the guys really enjoy it as well. So there's a lady called Lucinda Stott. Um, and so basically for the, the first time in the UK, um, they, they're in Hartlepool, which is like right in the north of England. They've managed to open a dedicated dodgeball sports centre. Um, so they've opened a dodgeball centre. So it's basically like a gym. So it's, it's quite small, but it's just a gym and a cafe and I think a little like watching terrace thing um, where they only do dodgeball. So they do it for like kids, like tiny kids, juniors, adults. And for me, being like completely obsessed and spending all my time thinking about dodgeball, I just love to like sit her down, like pick her brains on how she did it. And because I think while like the fact that dodgeball is quite adaptable, you can play it in basically any sports hall is great. And those of us that play it like really competitively, the idea that you have a space which you could just tailor to the game, like tailors having spectators for the game just like blows my mind and it's something that if i had like all the time and all the money i'd quit my job tomorrow and set up a nottingham dodgeball center so yeah i'd get lucinda stott on because i think she'd be super interesting to talk to i'm sorry what was her name lucinda stott that's right isn't it dave i think you know a bit better than i do it is yeah yeah that's right yeah wow a dedicated dodgeball center um i'll I'll link you on instagram sergio it's really cool Okay. The work, yeah, the that... work they do up in like the work they do up there is it's unbelievable. Having like ref junior events and things like that, and officiating them when they go down, they they bring just swarms of enthusiastic kids with them, and they're so well drilled. But enjoying it, yeah, it's it's great to see. Wow, um, I, a dedicated dodgeball center. Like when I think of a dedicated dodgeball center, at least for you guys, it always seems to go back to St George's Park. Um, but then again, I, from what I gather, the venue has multiple like sports going on in there. Uh, so it's not necessarily a dedicated dodgeball center, but it seems to be like the number one venue for you guys to converge to. But for this to be in, you say what, Hartlepool? Hartlepool. Okay. Uh, for it to be that far up north. Um, yeah, yeah. It is only one, it's only one court. So yeah, you're totally right. We're so lucky. Um, so St George's Park, any soccer fans in the US, is actually where the the England football team is based. Right. Um, which right. is just pretty cool. But they have this massive like futsal. I don't know if you have futsal in the US, but it's like indoor five side, indoor five side soccer. This huge like aircraft hangar of a sports hall, which we're really lucky in that British Dodge will just book it out like genuinely like seven AM till nine PM, nine weekend, nine days of the year for us to play league. So we have our entire national league played out in one room, four courts going at once. There is like, there's some bleachers so you can sit down and stuff. And that's pretty cool. Like it's a huge step up from where we were 
just playing two courts in a school sports hall. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that is definitely the next best thing. I don't know if you've ever been to a Euros or seen the footage of Euros, like what they managed to do in Italy, which was a basketball arena. Yeah, it was an yeah. Olympic village, I think. Yeah, that was, I think that's the best, that or Newcastle the year after is the best setup I've ever seen. Like the floor ceiling nets they tend to set up work so well. Like to just so you stop the balls getting stuck under the bleachers and all that rubbish. Um, but yes, yeah, so so it's not as if we're like playing on the street, like sort of trying to get the balls around the park cars or anything. But yeah, I think that's the next step for me to making it like look professional and feel like you've got a home, like would be to have a bigger dodgeball centre in the UK. But I think it's still somewhere off realistically. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jordan? Um, I think for me, I'm I'm on a similar route to to Sam. Um, for me, I think it'd be everyone's favourite Storm player, Stephen Dunbe. Um, absolutely, <laughs> no. absolutely cracking bloke. Um, really, really fantastic dodgeballer, all round great guy who's who's been with the sport a while now. Been through the university sport, the community sport, the international sport. Um, I think it'd be it'd be great to have a, a sort of real good sit down and just just quiz him on how it started, you know, and 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 the path he's taken. Nice. Um, he's actually uh, I'm actually going to set something up with him uh, in a couple of weeks, so he'll get double the treatment. Uh, <laughs> um, and last but not least, Dave, who would you like to interview that uh, with your group and why? Yeah, I think. Um... I think I'd, obviously the path that Sam and Jordan take, I've got a few names I could throw out there. Maybe someone on, on the women's side of things that's seen a lot of changes like a, a Beth Redmond, Emily Walker, Charlotte Josiah, you know, been around for and seen the, the different iterations of the game. But yeah. I, I'd be um, I'd be really wanting to speak to someone who's on the more sometimes behind the scenes of big events. So you've got uh, Pierre Kovalak in Sweden. You've got Max Gold in Austria. Obviously, uh, Dwayne over over the other side of the Atlantic. Um, Jake Mason's involved with it a lot and things like that. Um, you know, maybe maybe see them people who've got a bit of an experience on both sides of it and how they find the challenges of of organising big events, especially now coming out of the pandemic and things like that, with things being cancelled in last year and the reshuffle, etc. So maybe a bit of a more see if we can get any um, any behind the scenes stories coming up. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Dwayne, uh, he's actually in Canada. I actually got to interview him early, and I think he was actually my first interview <laughs> when I when I took over for the season. So he, he's a fun dude to 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 chat with. Very very friendly um, for someone in his uh, position for him to be what I call the head of the table. Um, he's actually very approachable. So if you guys were to secure that, I think he'd be he'd be more than more than keen to. Um, but now I'm going to ask you guys kind of like a legacy question, but it's going to be individual um, related to the podcast. So um, and we're going to do this in snake order. So starting with Dave, how, how would you, what's the biggest impact you would want for your podcast to leave behind for the listener? Um, j- just to encourage other people to do it. I think, um, you know, there's been, we know a few people who, who have started their own, done a few interviews and stuff over here, but I, I still think at the moment we've been the most kind of regular and consistent kind of group effort with things with like covering dodgeball over here. So, you know, I'd love to see if, if we decide to stop doing it next year, two years, five years, whatever it is, 
I'd love to see a couple pop up and, you know, try and take our place. Obviously, they never could, but they can always try. Um, <laughs> and kind of from there, I think I'd love to see it just being an inspiration. <sighs> wow, straight with the jab. All right, Jordan. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm on a similar vein to Dave in not so much that he sort of inspired the, the future podcast, as it were, but um, potentially as, as a gateway for those who, who want to try the sport or who have got friends to try the sports. Um, I, I think I think we could sort of use this platform as as a way to introduce the sport a bit more to the to the wider audience. Um, so obviously we, the, the way we the way we talk at the moment, it's very much for for those that are in the know with the sport. Um, but I think if we, we could start looking down the line at, at making it sort of a bit more accessible to those who are who are looking for new sports or who are looking to delve into sort of the journalism of new sports, I think. All right, and uh, Catherine, they're all going to be quite similar in theme. Our answers, I think, sort of if you want something specific sort of we were all really lucky in that we started playing dodgeball at really quite well established dodgeball universities and at the time just to make us sound like 400 years old there was no separation between university league and like the community league so universities were just dodgeball teams whereas now um for a number of years now they've been split out and then we've actually just been taken up by essentially our like collegiate sport initiative in the uk which is quite exciting Mm. but i kind of hope that it's been such a like formative experience getting involved with dodgeball for me that if someone who like started playing either at uni or at school or even like just like happened to see a flyer might like stick dodgeball into a search engine, we might pop up. Then hopefully you just got something that sounds like here's a group of like friendly, normal, like enthusiastic, but not ridiculous people to kind of show you around. And be like, look, like if you want to just play this for fun, it's hilarious. Like off you go. If you want to come to league, like look, it's it's actually really cool. Like there's people doing really exciting stuff. Like come and have a watch. Come and have a go. Um, and just, I think to advertise the community for how, I hope I speak for all of us, how we all feel in it, which is just very welcome and I suppose comfortable is probably the right word. But it's a community I'm really proud to be a part of. And if we can sort of be a bit of an ambassador but also an advert for that i think that's all i'd want nice um and sam i think from my from my kind of personal perspective like part of the reason why i'm still so why i still play and i'm so invested in dodgeball is because of the community of people i play it with and against like i think that you know kind of made sort of friends for life in in those circles like the sport itself is obviously great, but in the same way that I like like playing football is great for for me. So, like the fact that the the community has been so strong has been one of the reasons why I've kept playing. And yeah, kind of if you were a newbie and wanted to get into if you wanted to get into dodgeball, then we might end up kind of inadvertently being kind of the face of the face of that. So the fact that like the fact that it comes down to, like you kind of mentioned around, we as a kind of group can be very relatable to people on your team. Or you can sort of say that some of Dave's mannerisms remind me of teammate X on my team or whatever. Then that's quite, you know, the fact that it, it 
becomes very relatable, inclusive, and just sort of generally outgoing and friendly is, you know, kind of we're doing we're kind of doing our bit to help the community be self-sufficient and help it grow and ultimately keep it as positive as it currently is. Because I guess that one thing that's sort of semi close to my heart is that I'm from Ipswich originally as um, somewhere that's sort of stuck out in the southeast of England. That's had a number of iterations of dodgeball clubs in that neck of the woods that's kind of not really been able to get off the ground for any great length of time. So like seeing smaller clubs really struggle to establish themselves and get off the ground is something that's, you know, the British dodgeball is doing their utmost to, to kind of nip in the bud, I guess. But the more we can kind of do that bit to make dodgeball sort of more accessible for people in those kind of areas is, you know, kind of the least we can do for the community that's done so much for us. Uh, you said it was Ip- Ipswich? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I heard that right. Um, <laughs> some it, Googling required, I'm sure. I'm sorry, what was that? I said some Googling required, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the, the football club kind of out there. And uh, I know for me, like, I don't know if it's my accent or, or something, but sometimes, like, I'll mispronounce things. Um, like, yeah. I'll just, like, like, uh, like for example, uh, a couple episodes ago, I mi- I, I mispronounced uh, Darby Phantoms because uh, the way we D E R B Y it you know for American English that would be Derby, but you guys still say Darby. So just little things that I, I pick up on. You know, my my accent sometimes says things wrong, I guess. But uh, I, w- I would say, if anything, your the legacy you guys were to leave behind, if you were to leave it, you know, leave the podcast scene. I feel like you guys are very inclusive. I feel like, you know, with the goals that you guys have stated, you guys will reach it before it'll be over. And I have no no shortage of faith that you guys will accomplish that, um, whether it be inclusiveness or getting in, into detail with people behind the scenes or even talking to up-and-coming players and giving them some spotlight um, or, in Jordan's case, dropping grenades. Uh <laughs> You guys are going to do a lot of great things. And um, my only wish for you guys from one podcaster to the group of you guys is um, be consistent. Uh, I, I believe in, I believe in the content you guys have. I believe in you guys as a panel and as you guys individually. And I know we joke about, you know, I know I often joke, you know, join the dark side, play foam, play rubber, but, the fact that you guys are playing dodgeball, that in itself is is a godsend. So from podcaster to podcasters, I want to say thank you. Um, it's been an honor. And I hope if anything you get from this episode, it's continuous growth, continuous banter, and kick the tires and light the fires, man. Just keep keep going on with the content, man. Keep going on. And I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. And <laughs> I'm proud of all you guys. So keep that up. Um, it's been an honor. And um, yeah, man. Uh, I hope this, this episode does you guys justice. I hope you guys get some growth from it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks no, for thank, having us on. Yeah. Right. Thank you, mate. Thank you.
three. Super interesting to actually think a lot more about what we do. Like asking, it's been a bit like it's been a bit like podcast therapy. And we've we've all like sat down together and actually talked about what we want. <laughs> all right, and with that, three, two, okay, everyone. And that was my collaboration interview with the Neutral Zone podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for hopping on. Um, I, I, I've never seen The Office, so. That controversial bombshell, if you heard it, uh, uh, pray for your boy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe this could be the start of a collaborative effort between both podcasts. Uh, I always like to bring on other content creators on um, from across the globe and give their platform or allow my, allow my platform for them to grow. And talking dodgeball is always, always a good go-to. So I want to say thank you guys for hopping on it's always been an, it's been an honor for sure and i'll definitely interview you guys uh individually uh towards the end of season five and maybe even in, in going into season six um yeah let's keep the content going let's keep it let's keep it thriving the world's getting back to normal somewhat so with that uh, i want to say thank you guys so much for listening up until this point and have a wonderful day